Good evening, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Pink Tron. Brent Robinson, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Gatorade and water out of my bins, literally, because I'm sitting on my bike having finished race one of HSRL. Less than yeah, are, you, are you not drinking the sweet, the sweet taste of success? <laughs> I don't think so in the A's, I'm not. Ellery <laughs> <laughs> um, Anique Jewel, um, what hey. are you drinking? I am drinking a lovely... What am I drinking? Souvenir. Oh, nice souvenir. <laughs> we can't remember there for a moment. But too many, apparently. Uh, a lovely Cabernet. What? Sorry. Is it a red Cabernet wine. Sauvignon? I'm drinking red wine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Keish, how about you? Uh, I'm having a bottle of uh, Bicicletta, uh, a Chilean. Uh, wine, and I've got the Pinot Noir, which is very excellent. Um, I, I have a bottle of um, Um Also, uh, <laughs> um, it's the, um, the the Malbec strain, um, and I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it's very tasty. Uh, Craig Martin, I am drinking an uh, an IPA. Um, it's it's a sober carpenter, so it's actually a non-alcoholic IPA because I have to drive an hour and then play a hockey game. And um, I understand you're planning on taping your um, hockey stick over the course of this podcast. Obviously. Everyone does. Um, Elorini, um, thank you ever so much for joining us. Um, Tat- Tatum was hoping to join, um, but he sent um, you in his stead. And we're, we're absolutely delighted to have you with us. So thank you very much for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. Definitely an upgrade. Sorry, Tatum. so um hsrl started tonight brent is um looking like um he had a lovely time and what can you tell us about 12 sprints all of which are longer than pretty much the um the jog route um the worst one is between castle and um alley because that the coming out of castle it's like a little bit uphill so there's like a you got to really counterattack to hold the group after the sprint. And then I, I don't know, it's what, maybe uh, 1.4, 1.3 kilometers between them. And then you got to do that alley one, which is long. So is that the one that's where the you, Is that the one where you swerve around people and the sprint is about 680 meters? Uh, I, I think it's like 480 in that direction. Okay. But um, yeah, it's long. Although I will say this is, especially by the time we got to lap two, on the long ones, alley and railway, people just treated them as like first across the line sprints. They didn't, they didn't go all out from the start. They just kind of held the group till about three hundred meters to go in the sprint, and then went. So I, 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 don't, I, I, don't I don't blame them because I mean, anything. I mean, like so the 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 Tempest Fugit sprint is in my mind too long. And yet there are sprints on this course that are, shut up, Craig, um, <laughs> that, that, that there, there are sprints on this course that are actually even longer than that. So Craig loves the longer sprints. I am like 200 meters, 300 tops. Anything further than that is a bit of a marathon. No, thank you. Um, yeah, so take your fastest aero bike. <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there's, there's no choice on this course. Um, it's all about your fastest arrow. There, there aren't really any hills to, to worry about, says the guy who has done absolutely no research into this course whatsoever. Um, but it's all about um, arrow. Um, yeah, the only right. other thing to watch out is um, is the climb up onto the railroad. There is like a 
two or three hundred mm. meter climb, and it, it climbs up onto the railroad, and there's a lump on the railroad. So you make like a right hand turn, and there's like another like three four percent, and the start of that railroad segment is right after that bump. So that's like kind of watch you don't get dropped. I think is the only thing there, because because if if guys do especially on lap three a little bit, the A's push. So you might want to just make sure you hang that group to get well into that last railroad sprint and make sure you hold your group to the end. And that railroad sprint is about 400 meters as well, no? It's like 620. Oh, okay. That's a long one. Yeah, yeah. There, there are no short sprints in McGurry. Ellery and Inc., do you enjoy your sprints? We'll put you after that question. <laughs> I... <laughs> I am infamous for not being able to sprint. I can, I can do anything, but I cannot sprint. Does it My run in the avatar family? Will not lift a bum. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Tatum is actually better than I am. He's trying to coach me a bit. Oh no, it's, it's he is not the so, one to coach. He is not the one to coach you on sprints. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but then, then you have to know how bad I am if if he's better than me. So uh, I'm actually doing the, the race this weekend and I'm using it as sprint training. Which one are you Match planning on doing? I'll do tomorrow morning at nine. Yeah. Hopefully fresh legs, mm. everything. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, everyone else, when, when are you planning on racing Cache? I will be racing tomorrow at uh, one o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock uh, UK time. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to this race because uh, given the fact that I'm not uh, much of a climber, uh, I always enjoy the, the, the races with uh, a more uh, flattish uh, course. Although in uh, uh, Swift, there are not really flattish course, but this is uh, about flat as, as you can get. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I think I'm just the opposite of uh, the Rainique. I, uh, the only thing I really can do well, moderately is sprinting. For the rest, I uh, pretty much suck in everything. <laughs> Fair enough. So you and I can make it a good team. I'll do all the climbing <laughs> and you do all the sprinting. <laughs> yeah. So you guys just need to basically combine yourselves, and then you'll, yeah. you'll be you'll be winning everything. Um, <laughs> I will probably do either Saturday lunchtime or Sunday afternoon. Um, I am not looking forward to this one at all because I, I I knew exactly I, I knew exactly what I was doing when I set my route. Um, <laughs> you've got like what four sprints for space of twelve k, um, and they're all really really long. It's just unpleasant yeah. um, and entirely unnecessary to be quite frank. Um, but Craig Craig is beaming. Come on, Craig, talk to us about the course. I so I, I went through and did, did some recce um to to write my uh my promo post for hsrl um and i really think this is this is just amazing um i, I am absolutely gutted that i'm probably not going to get to race this oh <laughs> well i'm sure we can all tell you um how particularly horrible it was um after, after we finished um, i'll enjoy every one of those stories too, <laughs> i'm sure you will <laughs> um so I think that pretty much covers us for um, HSRL um, in that it's flat-ish. Um, there are many, many sprints. They're all far, far, far too long, unless you're called Craig. Um, and then it finishes. 
Brent, is that accurate? Pretty much. Tower, tower, the first two sprints, Tower and Castle, aren't like they don't feel evil like the same way that Alley and Railway do. Like you, you can treat them like the normal fastest three sprints. Like that's the one thing about you know the fastest super of HSRL, right? Is you try and go from the back through to the front and come through on those ones, you can kind of do that. They're short enough for that strategy. The other two are so long that you know. <laughs> Like you, you, there's no coming through. You come through and you're at the front of the group and you're still three meters of sprinting left. So they're really more about just holding the group and then winning the sprint to the line in the last couple hundred meters. So, but yeah, it's pretty much sprint, hold the group, recover, sprint, hold the group, recover, sprint for the finish. Man, for, they um, start their sprints so early too. Good God. For anyone um, who isn't able to um, see the video, which is pretty much everyone apart from us, um, Craig has very proudly been um, showing off his hockey stick, which he's now applied tape to. Um, and, and for anyone who was wondering where Craig comes from, he's from Canada. <laughs> Keep your stick in the ice. Never have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, um, your, your hockey sticks um, are much bigger than ours. Um Looking at why why are your hockey sticks smaller? I don't understand, James. Um, because we have better precision when hitting something small. Because it's in the rules of field hockey that the oh, can't be field hockey. That's not hockey. That's field hockey. Uh, Wikipedia <laughs> would disagree, but we will move swiftly on. Um, let's chat about what other th things we have to get very excited about this weekend and further into the next week um in herd of mountain goats on sunday and monday we have the iconic um outdue a single um lap to the top of rogue sky um stampede will be 32.2 kilometers of the magnificent eight and that is on sunday monday and tuesday um and then bullseye on wednesday and very early thursday morning is eight laps of dutch estate and i'm going to look at my other computer without knocking over my wine um the very final event of the uh, ladies itt series um will be 32.2k of Watopia's waistband and that is saturday and sunday this weekend Brent, are you still training or are you going to do anything else other than HSRL? Um, I did, I did Stampede last weekend. I'm doing, I did ZRL this week. I did the um, dirt one, but I'm, a, I have work this Tuesday. So I, I've been trying to get through the rest of our training plan and mix some races. Hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. I'm not planning to do the full Stampede and Bullseye this going on. Fair enough. Um, should we chat ZRL? Craig going to brag about his bike swaps? <laughs> probably, yeah, bike change. That's, that's probably going to happen. Um, <laughs> who did and who did not bike swap? Because I did. Um, so I race starts, you got the really nasty rampy hill. Um, the front group split in front of me. I had no chance of getting back on. Um, I did a bike change outside the jungle pens, which was way too early. Um, and I was 35 seconds behind the group. Um, I caught them about halfway through the climb and overtook them by about 20 seconds. Um, bike swapped and managed to stay in front. Unfortunately, there, there was me 
with a nine second lead over a group of six. Um, so I, I could have TT'd it to the end, um, but I decided to sit up and wait for a group and go for a sprint without realizing there were there were a couple of like 14 watt per kilo sprinters in, in that little group. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I suppose technically I, I could have just about held them off with a nine second gap over with nine kilometers to go. I didn't realize at the time they were all big, they, they were really, really, really lazy. Um, they were doing, so I saw the gap start to come down from 11 seconds down to nine. And I thought, okay, I'm going to sit up. And then when I got into the group, they're all doing like about 2.8 watts per kilo. And then I thought maybe I haven't made the right decision. Um, so I might've been caught, I might not have been caught, but I decided to drop back and came third of a sprint or 24th. <laughs> I'd wager they probably would have gone a little bit harder if you'd been dangling yeah. eight seconds ahead of them, James. Yeah, I think so. All right, um, did you use ZRL this week? Oh, no. I, I did. Think... I did. Oh. Oh, sorry. You broke all, up. All as well. How did it go? ZRL. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I lost audio there for a second. ZRL, um, yes, I rode. And I think we witnessed in our race the quickest, fastest bike swap in the history of Zwift. Um, I was still just being grateful for hanging on to the front group. And the next moment, one of my teammates comes flying by on a mountain bike after we all discussed not changing mm. uh comes flying past and everyone is like what is she on a mountain bike can't be it must be a glitch you know as well ancient or whatever uh turns out no she stopped and changed the bike and caught up to us before we even did the descent. Yep. and uh, she built up a 20 second lead on the front group she was the only one that changed so she couldn't hang on to that lead and the front pack just worked together and we eventually caught up to her, I think, leaving the jungle. We, she stopped again, changed again, and we caught up and she finished in the front bunch. You know, we, we all finished together. And it, it was really, it was so fast. It was impressive. I think, um, as a general rule, the if you were part of a front group, a bike swap wasn't necessary. Um, whereas if you lost the front group, it pretty much was. Um, and the, if you were soloing, especially, the um, changes to a mountain bike would make a big difference. Um, Keisha, um, how, how did your race go? Well, uh, I, uh, I did a bike swap to, uh, to begin with. Uh, but uh, before that, I, uh, I lost the front group in the, in the little climb uh, before we uh, entered the jungle. And uh, I did the, I think I did the fastest bike swap uh, of the peloton, uh, but I did the most uh, useless bike swap because I was already half a minute behind uh, the, the people in front of me and the people uh, back uh, are more than half a minute uh, from me. So I changed and uh, nothing in the race changed uh well coming out of the jungle uh, i was a minute behind the group in front of me 
and a minute before the group after me. Uh, so I did another bike change because I love my Tron. And, and I ended the race at uh, place 63. Uh, it, it was useless, uh, but I succeed to uh, swap uh, within about nine seconds. So I was really pleased with that, but it didn't have uh, anything to do with racing. Your, your, uh, it was position, my race. Your, your position yeah. sounds um, a lot like uh, my time with the um, blazing bidets or burning bidets or whatever color bidets they were when they were racing in B1. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brent, um, how was your ZRL? Uh, I was happy with mine. I raced in the A's. We only had, um, well, we had four racers start with the minions, but then um, the one starter was there just to warm up and get the numbers. So <laughs> we had three racers. Um, I held the front group to the top, to all the way into the dirt, all the way to the bottom of the um, nice. jungle in the A's. So I was, I was happy to hold the front group. I like, I looked at the times and our, I don't know what the Strava segment is from the bottom of, it's like from bottom of Epic to like start of jungle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And ours was faster than like Palomino's all those guys by a couple seconds. So it, it went and I held it, but then I got dropped on the dirt climb. I couldn't keep up with that A group back up the top. So whether I should have um, anticipated that and swapped and tried to hold like the second group or something, I don't know. But anyway, I made, I made the, made the group finished last out of whole group. So I was solo basically from halfway up the dirt climb to the end. And there was like, two guys about 40 seconds behind me. I was like, well, I'll just go 300 watts from here to the end solo. And if they catch me, they catch me. If they don't, they don't. And I beat them by about 20 seconds. So I'll take it. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you guys watch the acing Palominos playback and their strategy? I, I, I did not. It's um, TJ's team. Yeah. And he went gravel throughout. Yeah. So TJ and Mark, and I can't remember if Cam did too. But mm. certainly TJ Mark rode gravel right from the start yeah. and rode gravel all the way around. And then TJ made the front group of about, I think they had three or four off the front. And then Mark was in the peloton behind them. And they both stayed on their gravel bikes all the way till they got back down the far side until they were right in the dirt segment before you go into like a tunnel. And then TJ swapped there because he saw the gap coming down, he saw Mark's group in the Peloton catching the, the breakaway. So he swaps, he drops off the breakaway, swaps back onto whatever road bike with a disc wheel in like four seconds and then catches the Peloton coming through, which then promptly sweep up the lead group. And then he goes on to finish out eight in a sprint or something. It was pretty good stuff. And then Mark rode his gravel bike the whole way through, which like, I don't know. I can't hold bees on a gravel bike when they're on road bikes. So I don't know how. I, I thought Mark, I thought Mark swapped back to a, I thought he swapped back to a road bike. I I don't think so. I'm okay. Yeah, I no, I, I I I misunderstood the race. I didn't watch the whole thing. I I think I misunderstood the write up then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can see TJ swap back on the video. You can't hmm. see the market, but I thought he said he stayed on the whole thing. That's why he had to do like four point five back from the top yeah. of the climb to the end. <laughs> Something ridiculous. Yeah, I actually, so I suggested that to them. I almost did it. Um, I'm actually glad I didn't, but it, uh, it, yeah, because there's no way I would have been anywhere near as close to the, uh, the front group as I was because Sam, uh, Sam Reganini and uh, Kevin Fruit and I were 
oh so close to the front group and uh then uh kevin and i both bike swapped so kevin bike swapped where james did mm-hmm. and i did after the uh after the intersection in the jungle and uh just that decision i think was uh it, it was 17 or 18 seconds difference when i was finished my swap fair enough um i just remember the uh, the, the cries on discord um of a couple of our guys who weren't familiar with bike swaps um <laughs> doing them on the downhill Oh. Why, why, why can't I change bike? Why can't I change bike? I'm still moving. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that happened. <laughs> um, Craig, Were how many swaps in Jerez, though? You're sorry? I was asking, yeah, there was a lot of swaps in Jerez and other people swapped. I don't think anyone really swapped in the A race. Like, it was just go. To be honest, think... in, in our race, in the front group, only Roxanne swapped. I don't know what happened behind yeah i i don't think anyone in the front group in our race swapped at all at, at least i didn't see anyone um there's this um fairly cheeky and be- fairly cheeky belgian guy who did swap and then he was like riding with me for a little bit and then he thought he'd just pump out four and a half watts a kilo for a couple of minutes and i, I think he completely knackered himself out because he caught the group in front which i subsequently caught and then i went straight through him so <laughs> um yeah, but he was quite mouthy as well on the um, on the chat, <laughs> and getting very cross at um, people not taking turns at the front of their group. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I think the thing oh, I said, I, I think the thing I said because I was eight seconds in front was, "Hurry up, guys! I'm I want to take a nap." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I, I I I've seen various comments about the race um i've seen some feedback before the race from um one or two apple tv users who feel they were unfairly done by um i i i like the fact it was a bit different um i like the fact it wasn't a points race for a change um and that there were various tactics that you could use um so we've already talked about people going out, going out on road bikes, switching to mountain bike, switching back to road to finish, um, going gravel throughout, gravel to the jungle for whatever reason, and changing to mountain bike. Um, I think strategically, it's a great route. Um, yeah. Yes, if you have an Apple TV, you may be impacted slightly by your ability to change bike quickly. However, I took 35 seconds for both of my two bike changes, so <laughs> you probably did better than I did. Um, but yeah, no, um, I, I think it's a good race. Um, and we move on to week two, which is two laps of Great London flat in a team time trial, which should be fun. Uh, and I, I think my, my yeah. team's really, really well balanced watts-wise as well. So I think that'll go, might not win, um, but I think we'll have a, we'll have a good time. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I, I think uh, our team is isn't uh, quite uh, quite balanced, uh, but uh, the, our uh, experience is that in uh, a team time trial, we uh, we manage to uh, to do the work uh, to our ability. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that uh, uh, stage. Yeah, and, and that's really really what the TTT is. Um, 
I, I think it's a couple of things. I think it's, I think there's such an element of camaraderie with TTTs, but also about doing everything that you possibly can. Um, El, um, how, 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 how's your team looking? Are you all really excited for the TTT? Yeah, we're very privileged to have a very strong team. I mean, we finished first in our division our previous uh, season, so we've got a nice strong team, and we've been together. We've, we're together now for the second season. Um, really got to know each other, and you know, got people good at various things. We've got raw what, we've got sprinters, everything. So everything just comes together really nicely, and mm. I'm looking forward to the TT. These are my it's my thing. I love it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be good. I think, uh, I mean, um, riding with people that you know is an absolute luxury. And then what one I was very fortunate to have with the um, bidets who are not a toilet but a type of horse. Um, I'm now in a team where until Tuesday, I don't think I'd ever really ridden with any of them. And they're a great bunch, but we don't know each other. So TTT on Thursdays, uh, TTT on Tuesday is going to be quite interesting, I think. Um, but we're also blessed that um, our what ranges are very, very similar. So should be fun. And Brenton Cash. Um, how are your team shaping together for the, the TTT on the Tuesday? Um, Brent, you're not able to race, are you? No, I've got work this Tuesday, so I think the I think the minions will be taking a DNS this week. So I think the numbers are pretty short. Kind of the mm. essentially we've got I don't know ten or eleven A's that want to race that time slot, and so we registered two teams, yep. and the kind of the lands of the premier team that will fit the best in six bodies into each week and the rest of us will go into the minions and practice. It's, and it's funny how, how that's changed actually because the, the lambs or the sacrificial lambs were really the sort of like overflow team of, of the A group. Um, obviously now they've um, overtaken the minions. Um, I, think yeah. it, I think it just has to be, there's like a, I think the lambs start first. I think there's like a five or 15 minute whatever advantage to being on the lambs and guys want to start earlier because I want to get to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you, Keish? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I will be riding the team time trial with uh, uh, with uh, three people who are close to uh, 3 point watt uh, per kilo. Uh, 3.2 uh, being uh, Alan Dodson and uh, Peter Forbes and uh, Tobias Grover. And uh, me and Ernst Leckies and Stuart Gladwell, we are a little bit uh, less, about 2.7, 2.8 FTP. So that's what I meant. Uh, we're not really uh, the same. Uh, we don't have the same FTP, uh, but uh, we are really balanced in uh, comradeship. And I think uh, we know what we can do. And, uh, and, and for that, uh, we always have a really... Uh, or a rather uh, better result with team time trials than with the individual races. And uh, well, um, so like I said, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm sure that uh, Alan will uh, 
managed to uh, guide us through the team time trial as uh, he did last year or last season. Very good. Um, I think what, one, one of the most, I, I've already said like two of the most important things. So let's talk about the third. Um, third most important thing about the team time trial is your ability to communicate with your team in the middle of a race when you can't breathe particularly well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and recognizing that not everyone is as strong as everyone else. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that's one. Uh, that, that's the thing that's really important in our team. Uh, uh, we manage uh, being uh, way out of breath uh, uh, via the, uh, uh, the chat to, um, well, to, to, to communicate and to tell how are you feeling, how, what can you do, and even uh, if you're, if you're uh, at, at your end, you do that, 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 that typical last effort for the team and then, and then drop off. Uh, and even that is uh, very coordinated in our team. So, or yeah, or, or if your name's Brian O'Connor, um, just hit the pairing screen so you don't have to work too hard at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, what a call out! <laughs> that is a shot. <laughs> but also, also, probably the funniest moment from the uh, bidet's um, team time trial. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched that video just yet, and I'm, I'm sure Brian will forgive me for um, saying, um, we're, we're into the last 800 meters of our time trial. Everyone's ramping up. Um, I think it was, I can't remember who it was. It was Constantine, who's basically done a suicide pull, 800 meters to go. I've been asked to do a suicide pull, sort of did half of one and then stopped. And got back in the group and then we've got 500 meters to go but all of a sudden we hit oh <laughs> um brian brian has accidentally either touched or dropped sweat on the um, pairing button and his bike has come to a stop <laughs> and mean meanwhile the four or five of us that are left are doing absolutely everything we possibly can to finish for the best possible time and all we can hear is brian wailing about the fact he can't move <laughs> it, was, it was on like the new york course like that uphill no, finish it was Wotopia. um it was the, the wow. desert finish um oh, okay. we, we we'd just gone past the pens and we, we hit like the the loop at the top of the course um gone round about hit the 500 meter sprint and then all then all of a sudden we hear brian i remember just going absolutely backwards like we're <laughs> we're going along and it's just like his bike just goes straight backwards <laughs> it's like where did you go um that sort of reminds me of the video clip or the sound clip craig i think you played it but i, I don't know who's on the clip the guy who called his mother who went oh, oh. matt defratus <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. <laughs> oh god, that was amazing. <laughs> so yeah, Matt DeFreitas is um his his quick release was coming loose. <laughs> <laughs> we we had uh somebody on our team last year who had their kids come and help. Or his his wife. Either way, I can't remember if the kids or the wife. Yeah, same thing. Like, so just he's like, you're you're listening on the Discord. It's like, what is he talking about? It's like just just a little, just push it a little. And you're like, <laughs> push it. 
Thing, well, we were happen. all very we were all very concerned at the time at what exactly Matt was having someone hit with a hammer <laughs> and, and, and and why he needed to shout for his mother in the middle of a, a Zwift race. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it, no. it, it, it was funny. Even more funny looking back and being able to repeat the entire same story. <laughs> Over a year later. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Um, Sorry, sorry, Matt, for bringing that up, but shout out to you. Um, Ellery and Nick is sorry. None of us, none none of the rest of us are. (laughs) Oh, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, In terms of Round the Horn, we we haven't got anything written down, but I'd like to talk about category enforcement because I think it's That's big. Just the uh, subject I had in mind. Hmm. Super. And, so, uh, if go, I may, go yep. Yeah, if I may uh, uh, explain, uh, we had a, 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 a really uh, a, a discussion in our team. Uh, Peter Forbes, uh, he was really worried about uh, being a member of our team because he wanted to uh, um, enter uh, HSRL uh, race. And he was very scared uh, because he should enter as a B rider. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first thing he did was, uh, what does it mean for us uh, uh, entering the ZRL next week? So um, for that, I think uh, some of our listeners uh, could do some more explanation about category enforcement. So the first thing I'd say is... um... Peter Forbes is perfectly capable of being a B racer because I've done time trials with him where he's done 3.5 for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Um, I think however, that's not the answer he was looking for. No, I, I don't tonight. think it was. Um, and I, I'm, I'm guessing there's been some fitness loss, injury, recovery, all, all of those things. Um, yeah. But, but Peter at his best is definitely a, a mid-B rider. Um, and he, he certainly challenged me a few times on Stampede. Um, so category enforcement reviews your power curve from 2 to 50 minutes. And it has a look at what the power curve looks like and makes an estimation of what your FTP is. Bear in mind, there is none of the... 20 minutes none of the 95 percent of 20 minutes um it looks at your power curve over this period of time and determines what your ftp is um what it works your ftp out of um is then divided by your weight to give um a watts per kilo um critical power value um which is exactly the same as the current category limits um, there are also measures in place for um, your six to eight minute power. But realistically, I don't think those actually come into play at all um, unless you're actually superhuman and you've been coasting the living fuck out of your category. Um, just to put it into context, in order for you to get into category A, your um, six to eight minute power needs to be 5.5 watts per kilo. Um I pretty much murdered myself as a very low level A and my five minute power was five watts a kilo and I was pretty much bleeding out my eyes. So 
if you can do 5.5 watts per kilo as a B for five minutes, <laughs> fair play to you. Um, but you're an A. <laughs> well, I'm not anymore. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, um, no, I mean whoever can whoever can do the uh, the 5.5. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think where I'm going with this is if you enter a category enforcement race and Zwift Power says you're a B, but you have to enter A, this is not a Zwift Power race. This is a category enforcement race. Ignore Zwift Power. Trust the system. It will put you in, in into a category with people of the same ability as you. And there's a dog. <laughs> all i could see out the right hand corner of my eye was a dog <laughs> I'm sorry. oh no no don't apologize um so i think the point i'm getting back to is yes zwift power will say that you are a dc b or an a that is absolutely fine for non-category enforcement races however category enforcement does not just look at your 20 minute power it does not look at 95% of that value. It looks at your overall ability over a 50-minute period to give a better reflection as to how strong a rider you are. And it will place you in a category according to that. Both um, the Swiss support teams and myself personally have received numerous messages um, to say that they're not able to enter the category that Swift Power says they are meant to be able to. That is correct, and that is how the system has been designed. Um, if that upsets you, I am very sorry. However, this is all about fair and even racing and placing people with similar abilities into the same category. And what this will also do is prevent A riders from being able to spoil D, C, and B races by stretching the living hell out of the field because they want to do four and a half watts per kilo in a max 2.5 watts per kilo race. Um, this will make Zwift racing infinitely better and much fairer. Yeah. Discuss. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll say I, I don't find it happens much in B that a race really gets murdered by an A because there's not that much difference between a really strong B and most of the A's that will do that. Um, the uh, but definitely when I was racing C, I I, I yeah. found some races very much changed by somebody from a higher category uh, coming and yeah, either pulling the pack faster or uh, the the one that kind of infuriated me the most was when we'd try to try to attack and uh, he'd drop back and. Pull, pull people back into the group. Um, so uh, yeah. It, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it very much that's the biggest piece. That actual enforcement is is the biggest piece. The the going to the critical power uh, estimation over the ninety five percent of twenty minutes. I mean, obviously, the, the biggest reason to do that is because the ninety five percent of twenty minutes is so easy to sandbag or to avoid yeah. avoid promotion i'm using sandbag to avoid meaning avoid promotion um because i mean we've all seen there, there's guys that you just watch them do it in their streams where 
they they look on whatever monitor they're using uh, for their uh, their current power average power. Oh, I'm too close, and they'll they'll drop off the back of the group at 19 minutes, and then uh, yeah, yeah, I I I, I get it. Clarinique is uh, giving a very pained look, and I I don't get it either. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why you would want to hold yourself back and what satisfaction you can get from that. Yeah, Because you can win a virtual trophy, Lorenic, um, and (laughs) you can brag about it to your friends. Um, Craig, um, I I think I I, I agree with you 98%. Um, I think your your comment about it doesn't really impact the B races... um, it doesn't impact the B races as much as the season days. Um, I think you do still get um, stretching in those fields that are caused by A, a riders racing a B. Um, and from my, my B races that I haven't been able to hold the front group, it's often because of a pace set by the A's at the front. Um, and also my inability to be particularly useful. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I, I would say impacts all categories, um, but the the faster those categories are, I think the impact is lessened. But D is an absolute joke, um, and an absolute mess, and it's it's horrid. And I'm I'm so glad to be part of a process that can make things better for those riders. Um, and I hope we get it um, rolled out to more more races as soon as we possibly can. James. Is the category enforcement, is that still called a pilot or is it already um, uh, as is? So, or or have we, do we have a future where all the races are category so enforced? In, in Swift, like anything we're trialing, um, essentially has a future works banner. Um, category enforcement is 100% still under future works. Um, we want to add support documentation. So, other members of the uh, the Zwift team know what's going on other than me and um, Flint Um, and the the, the stock response isn't speak to James Um, (laughs) um, we we want to introduce um, category enforcement for women's only races Um, we want to improve the UI so that um, when you enter a category enforcement race rather than just being presented with a you can't enter this category but it explains why um and and a couple of other things as well so those are all in scope um and will fingers crossed happen um and at that point um the category enforcement trial will no longer be a category enforcement trial and will no longer be under the futureworks banner and so james i guess i, I warned you on some things but uh so <laughs> that I, I i've been doing some thinking um, <laughs> I, I, I'm very much looking at this, uh, the maximum aerobic power, uh, it, like where that's been added to the critical power uh, it, parameter. And I'm not sure it's the right second parameter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and that's so. Because I, I, it, I, I think it's, it's a very, high, it's a very personally. similar. It's a very similar parameter to the critical power in it's, it's more related to what you can do once um, where the opposite side. So there's two, there's two things that are in that same um, yeah, model. So you've got critical power 
and your work prime. Because that work prime is how much you can go above your critical power mm-hmm. and different people can do it for different amounts. Uh, and anyway, I, I think it's, it might be worth looking at because I, I think it, it might correlate more tightly to uh, results. I personally believe the the the, uh, the map or um, the your six to eight minute power um, is too high. Um, so, as a B, if I could do five watts a kilo for six or seven or eight minutes, um, I would expect that to be an A, a effort. Um, I think it's currently set to five point four, which I think is a little bit a little bit on the high side. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think in general, I'm pretty happy with how it is set currently. Um, I, I think the, the, the map ranges could be slightly better. Um, but in terms of the people that do get like nudged into the next category, none of those people have concerned me. Um, so, um, even I, I'm, I'm not saying this in any nasty way. Kevin the German, um, because I've because he because he doesn't display his surname. Um, I've got no other way to identify him other than Kevin the German. Um, he he's been upgraded to A. Um, I feel that he is an A rider, um, based based on what he's done, his trophies, da 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 da, um, and and should be doing A races. Um, and that's predominantly based on a 17 or 18 minute Bologna effort, but based across his other efforts, I, I think that was a reasonable move to make. Um, I'm yet to see someone pushed into a category that I actually think you genuinely should not be in that category. Oh, I guess I, I'd say sure, but I mean, if you bring down that uh, that map for especially the B to A, mm. um, I'm going to be really, really happy because, you know, my five to eight minute power isn't that great, but I, I can do what I I can do my five to minute eight, five to eight minute power a bunch of times with mm. relatively little rest. I guess that that's kind of the uh, that's the piece that's picked up by that work prime model. So anyway, that's. I'll, I'll offer some critique slash defense of this stuff yep. and not, I think category enforcement is the way to go and all that kind of good stuff. Like it, it, it I think it's actually making the air races better too for my relatively experience because it's pushing like weaker A's up into A who would otherwise kind of not really yeah. fit into A because they always be under 20 minute power. Not, not even because they're sandbagging because that's the nature of racing, right? Like you don't go at your 20 minute power all the time unless you're doing 16k time trial all unless time. you have so, to yeah yeah so i think i think that's the i think it's actually i don't know my experience to make my great swift but and and the other part of it of course is that it's forcing people who aren't on swift power into their proper category that is another huge huge part of this too is because before the only people maybe like i think they just didn't have any clue what they were doing were signing up for races in their own category and then you know they're on their own equipment or whatever the story is and smash the hell out of it so mm-hmm. um so that's that's all good but i'll say this one the lack of transparency about what category you're in is is a real challenge especially 
given this particular moment in time where we just were sitting at ZRL teams and there's a lot of confusion amongst like in this group of five people right here right now we're probably like five of the thousand or two thousand people or however many people are on Zwift the most attention to Zwift we run a podcast on Zwift we run a Facebook group one person here works for Zwift we understand how this works we get all the differences people like who just sign up and be like I want to be on ZRL what category am I in I don't know I signed for a race that I'm a, I, but my thing says B, don't get all that. And they're like, you and I talk like five days a week, James. <laughs> don't talk to someone who works with Zwift. And, and that, that's when you're not trolling me on the forums. <laughs> yeah. um, so so re- re- realistically, realistically, the end goal is for all races to be on category enforcement, but yeah. with the organizers' opportunity to remove that, for things like WTRL, TTT, uh, Masters races. I had another point, but I've completely forgotten it. It'll probably come back at some stage. <laughs> so I know it's going to be there, but I'll say like like the combination of it, generally speaking, not being something you can look up and see and know like, am I close to the line? Am I going to go over the line? Am I going to upgrade? Especially when we're dealing with, you know, there's a whole series or a series of races that I might get kicked out of. That, that, part of it not being rolled out which i know is coming but that makes it like really really hard for people who are yeah not type a personality about their sort of stuff like that yeah um the the other point i was going to make was actually um when we have done all the things we want to do we will remove the category section in swift power yeah because the feedback i get is 95 to 98 percent really really good um, and the other two percent is, well, Zwift Power says this, so you must be wrong. Yeah. So well, yeah, I think it'll just say now, like your category will be your Zwift, like you just have a Zwift racing category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I would heavily encourage if there's a way to move whatever your category is for category enforcement and put it on that Zwift Power profile page. Yeah, I think 100%. that would be the biggest thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. But then, yeah, the other half of that criticism is like doing category enforcement stuff and it's all like you're working through it at the exact same moment that a new season of ZRL starts and doesn't use mm-hmm. category enforcement categories mm-hmm. is going to cause you guys, I'm sure it is. I mean, that's just a fact. The matter is, is it's causing you grief right now because you've got a whole bunch of people who are MIA, MIB, am I going to upgrade in the middle of the season? How many races do I have to race? And they have no freaking clue, really. Because because the proportion of races that use category enforcement is still relatively low, yeah. um, there isn't that much of that other than people on the forums who generally tend to moan about whether or not the sun rises with wow. cloud or not cloud, um, a bit of mist, maybe some fog. Um, and some people have no good side of a bed to wake up from. There are definitely some people that are never never happy unless they have something to complain about. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I I think uh, we probably have because you know we race pretty much ZRL and herd races. I think uh, everyone here, and we've got category enforcement turned on for all the herd races. We have a bit of a skewed view of how much the category enforcement is is impacting people so far. So. Yeah, I, I think there's still a big chunk of the racing community that hasn't really tuned into it yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think there's a reasonable amount of the forum racing community who are 
relatively tuned to it. Um, and there are actually some people complaining there aren't enough category enforcement races, um, <laughs> aka I cannot win. Um, um, but yeah, but we're, we're getting Blame there. James. <laughs> well, hashtag um, blame James. I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that hashtag has not actually got more traction. <laughs> I try. Okay, I tried. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, it's getting there. And like I say, the, the overall goal is for, by default, races to have cat reinforcement, but with the opportunity for organisers to remove that for things like um, WTRL TTT and um, ZHR's Masters races that are focused on age groups. So we will get there eventually. <laughs> But it, it's it's sure. really it's really good progress, and I'm 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 genuinely proud to have been involved in in this process, um, to have been able to enable both herd and numerous racing teams the ability to make their races fairer, and and if anyone has a problem with that, then I'm not actually that bothered. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think, James, that most people wouldn't have had, so, well, there still would have been some people, but it would be a smaller number um, if the category enforcement and the critical power as the categorization uh, criteria hadn't been rolled out together. Um, because th those are two, those are two different functions. Now I understand I think I understand from a back end perspective why you did them together, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, yeah. I, I think linking those two has created some more some extra confusion. So yeah, I, I think that fundamentally comes down to the lack of information that's available, um, and realistically, the only information that's available is what's on the forum. And let's be fair, like probably one percent of Zwifters if not less, look at the forum. Um, but there, there is a much more significant proportion of people who may see events without realising their category enforcement events and without realising what does category enforcement actually mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was realistically a, a small trial that became a slightly larger trial that became a slightly larger trial and you have people who enter these events that have absolutely no idea what's going on at all. And they're like, well, I was a C, but now you've made me a B, and I don't really understand why that's happened. And some people get really, really angry about this and send really shitty emails to our support team. And I've, I've yeah. told anyone in our support team to just speak to me. Um, genuinely, 98% of people are happy. The 2% pe of people that are not happy are invariably the people who are now in a category they think they don't belong to because Whip Power says otherwise. My message to all of those people is, I'm really sorry you're unhappy. However, you are probably in your actual correct category. Yeah. P.S. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge. Craig knows exactly who I'm referring to. <laughs> I, I, I will mention no names at all. Of course not. 
Thank you. Do we have anything to talk about? We, we, we've dragged this out for a really, really long time. and It's been an absolutely fantastic conversation. No, I, I don't think so. I just got to say, uh, Lerenique, uh, thank you very much for your first appearance here. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. Please come back. Thank you. Thank, thank you for no. having me. Uh, next time I will not fall over my words and use the wrong words and so on and so forth you have done a fantastic job <laughs> and, bit, I, was, um, I was just so nervous um, brent robinson next time we want to um cut to you within 10 seconds of you finishing a race rather than two <laughs> minutes <laughs> <laughs> seriously yeah. go go and have a shower i'm really sorry to, to have kept you for so long <laughs> I'm mostly freezing is the problem. Oh, God, I'm not surprised. Warm and I'm still soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> Go and have a shower. Um, <laughs> to everyone that's been listening, thank you ever so much for listening to us yet again ramble on about gen general nonsense um, to do somehow with Zwift in some way. Um, thanks to Keish, thanks to James, thanks to Elroy Neek, thanks to Brent, and thanks to Craig, uh, who has successfully taped his hockey stick. Sticks. <laughs> oh no, he's done both of them and he's raised both of his arms in in the air in salute. So thank you ever so much everyone and good night. Mm -hmm.